Have you ever wondered how to show up as your best version of yourself no matter what life throws at you? You are not alone. I've spent the last 6 years on the comeback trail after getting fired as a burned out workaholic who missed her first candlelight wedding anniversary. When life gets tough, there's always a choice. Give up or show up. So how do you forge an inspiring leadership without the overwhelm completely from scratch? Join me in my quest to bring you the stories, strategies and tips you need to inspire you to succeed. I am Priyanka Khandalkar and this is Show Up with Priyanka. Welcome Henry, so happy and honored to have you the second time on my show. Thank you. Glad to be here. The pleasure is all mine Henry. The last interview we discussed all about entrepreneurship and also we discussed about how to show up and have this business strategic plan and what are the things we need to do to survive the current recession during the covid time. And you're back to the second interview and I'm so excited to have you here. Before we dive in Henry, could you please tell our listener who Henry Das is? Sure. Um Henry Das is a 60-year-old serial entrepreneur of 30 years. Um I live in New Jersey about uh 20 minutes from New York City as the crow flies. Um I'm a business coach uh and a personal finance coach and I wrote a book called FQ Financial Intelligence. Thank you. Thank you Henry and uh, we are going to talk about more about your books today and uh, your own financial journey. So Henry, I have this question for you. What was that biggest light bulb moment when you started your own finance journey? Well, I I grew up um my parents were what are called depression babies. So, mm-hmm. um they were uh very frugal very practical um people but they were also on you know they they both came from entrepreneurial um families but they were always talking about money mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody yeah. i'd go to a family function um <laughs> we her brother my my mother's brothers uh, all lived in brooklyn we go to brooklyn and all they'd ever talk about was money Mm-hmm. Uh, which is funny so um my dad would sit at the kitchen table with these uh with these charts way back in the day they were called value line and he would be drawing on them what are you doing dad and he would tell me a little bit about it um and i saw this as an opportunity to um you know make some money uh i was in high school when i bought i was 17 years old when i bought my first stock i bought chrysler back in the 1970s uh didn't do a lot of research mm-hmm. just sort of <laughs> looked at it and said well the government I, like, I love to drive Chrysler was it from there <laughs> well they had just hired Lee Iacocca who had been very successful over at Ford and and mm-hmm. the government wasn't going to let them go bankrupt so i said you know you're in the auto business it's yes. uh <laughs> i said uh yeah let's let's go long on that and i made a couple bucks on it mm-hmm. um and i but i was in the game I'm like, oh yeah, this is this is pretty cool. And as soon as I got out of college and got a job and started making some money, I'm like, yeah, let's let's do that. That looks good. Let's wow. let's start investing. That's interesting. So you started in 17. Wow. Wow. And I feel like there it's something we need to all have and we don't have that as a school education like talking about finances, about stocks, about investment and uh 
it's interesting you wrote a book around it i want to dig into like exactly what is in the book but uh, so important that you already started this journey at 17 like were you like already doing in like you already did the investment in stocks but did you start any kind of those 7702 or different kind of programs around compound effect i um when i when i uh, started working for um this subsidiary of the new york stock exchange they had a really really good 401k plan so i was probably 24 uh in fact you could put a total of 22% of wow. your salary 16% of your money and 6% that they would match and i was living at home and i said i'm going to do that and mm-hmm. so i maxed that that thing out for the for the 9 years that that i worked for that uh that company uh, and they gave really good returns and i'm like you know this is good just being able to see my money grow like that uh that was just intoxicating i have to tell yeah. you and it's so interesting henry like i feel like that's the minimum thing anyone can do is like really increase that like the 401k return increase that percentage and uh and we also were looking at my daughter like we are looking at this new program 7702 and like we were like oh we, if we start like doing it for my 2 year old like she i only have one daughter and she's two and i like okay and we saw oh my god after the compound effect when she becomes 18 it was like enormous value like how much she will get if we start investing for her when she's 2 year old and i'm like wow that's crazy it's interesting how the compound effect works it is, yeah. it is. we we started investing for our kids uh, my wife and i had set a goal that our three boys were going to graduate with no college debt mm-hmm. um and we started investing dollar cost averaging when they were in diapers Wow. and now that my youngest is, is my two oldest have graduated with no debt and my youngest is a is a freshman uh, in Utah and he has enough money in his account to pay for the rest of his college so we succeeded but you know it was a lot of money it was like $600,000 when you do the yes. math on it uh and we only had my oldest is 28 so you know we had less than 30 years to accumulate pretty sizable amount of money after taxes i figure we had to make a million dollars just so our children could graduate without debt that yes. takes wow. foresight and planning totally foresight like it's amazing i'm talking to you henry about this because we are like we just have this foresight when she becomes older because education is not cheap and it's getting it's multiplying the the fees is multiplying like i remember like i just did like i did my masters in western michigan university and like it was like i came in 2008 to do my masters and now i see their fees is like double and i'm like oh my goodness it's crazy but it's so interesting when you said like you want you had to make sure like you are making this much so that you, your kids will have this much when they go to college or they turn turn 18 it's amazing that we are already doing it but there's so many parents who are not aware of it and i think that's where your book comes into place right henry uh, that's that's part of it um the the my approach to the book was um i wanted to cover anything and everything that i could think of from the moment you're born until the moment you die. Mm. Wow. 
like total life cycle of finance total from your first savings bond to your last will and testament it's kind of my tagline so when you started this finance journey at 17 henry i want to understand like has it been always rewarding experience for you and has it given you some kind of like a creative outlet when you know that your finances are taken care well one of the things that that um i ask people uh, when i first meet them to talk about money is is uh, i ask them a simple question what is and i'll ask you what's the first thing that comes to mind one word when i mention money to you freedom freedom boom common answer mm-hmm. freedom security power right yes that that's your sort of your starting point so i'm a freedom guy too maybe mm-hmm. i'll write a book one day about the archetypes <laughs> of money people right i'm a freedom guy too right i'm an entrepreneur mm-hmm. but i i wanted to be free vocationally with my career so i became an entrepreneur i wanted to be free financially so that i could do whatever it is that i wanted to do whenever now i had to couch that against the 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 practical aspect of mm-hmm. investing money so i could buy a house right investing money for the kids investing money for retirement hopefully i'll be able to you know work forever and 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 uh you know die with my boots on uh but there may be a time where I'll, i will want to kick back uh knowing that i have um the finances put aside mm-hmm. uh yeah that's that when i put my pillow down on uh you know put my head on the pillow at night that's very comforting wow I love that. So it's 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 a experience like because I think they all go together like finance entrepreneurship and like uh like just having that confidence because once you have that confidence when you're saying like I can just like lay down and like be free of any concerns because I know like compared to me my husband sometimes will have scarcity around finance like he always feel we are not financially strong and i'm the one who is like abundant we have abundant <laughs> regardless whether it's abundant or not but that's how i always function and uh, it's interesting and we tr- right now are working with um, financial advisor and learning about different ways of finances because we did not do well in our 20s when we started like starting our job and like really taking care of finances but right now after having my our daughter and like really starting to like getting serious about our side hustles and business now we are like okay we need to really look into the profits like rather than only revenue but profits and so henry like when you wrote this book what was your what were you thinking what do you wanted this book to be like you said it's like a life cycle from the time you start your book like till the time you did die but what was the thinking when you wrote this book and how can it be applied to our own personal finances and business to show up more confidently around finance well my my um my idea was uh originally to to build it as a course in fact when i when i wrote it i wrote it as an 18 module course to be taught by me and it is a course now and if you go on my website you can you can um follow the procedure to find out about the 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 course there's a little survey and a and a and a call um it wasn't until later that i actually created it as a book after people said to me oh it be you know make it a book it'll be a wonderful you know lead magnet but the idea was intelligence not literacy you know literacy means you can read or write but that doesn't it doesn't mean much more than that 
-hmm. I wanted to emphasize to people that we're after intelligence here. And, and intelligence is applied in a zillion different ways. I'm not providing a formula for you to follow and say, follow this and you'll be rich, whatever it is you decide rich is. Um, I say there's a vast difference between being rich and having a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Right? I know people who have a lot of money and they're miserable. Mm-hmm. Rich is having you know, freedom and assets and being happy. Right. So the idea was, let's see if I can use my engineer's mind to create a methodical approach. So I start by talking about psychology. That's chapter one, the psychology of money. Mm -hmm. Uh, I talk about how you create your balance sheet and your income statement, something I call the thick green line, which is sort of tracing what your life arc is going to be, Mm -hmm. looking into the future. You know, what, what financial events are awaiting you later on down the line. I have to build all that groundwork before we can even talk about stocks or bonds or gold or mutual funds or real estate, right? Mm -hmm. Really have to do a deep dive into your psyche to understand how it is you tick. You mentioned scarcity, right? Mm, A lot of people live in scarcity. Mm -hmm. I live in scarcity. There isn't a day that goes by where I don't worry, and I'll use that word purposely, worry about money. Mm -hmm. That never goes away. That started when I was young, and it's part of my being. Mm-hmm. I, I will not spend any time trying to eliminate that. I think that's a fool's errand. I accept it, mm-hmm. and I deal with it, but I don't let it impact my life. And I love that when you said that, Henry, because I feel like whenever you have to do any kind of improvement, it always comes down to... is all awareness. And then you have the 30%. What do you do with that that awareness, right? Knowing that I worry with the money. Okay, you worry with the money, but what are you going to do? What are the steps you're going to do so that you can reduce that worry, right? Yeah. You you, um, you know, I consider myself a a risk-averse person, Mm -hmm. yet uh, I look at the things that I do and other people look at them and say, that's really risky. Well, Mm -hmm. you're, you're looking at it through a different prism. Than I am. The mindfulness is really important. That's a you know that's a coachy coachy thing, yes. but it's an early step, right? That's mm-hmm. step one. Okay, yes. be mindful. Understand your patterns. Mm-hmm. Being mindful, but then not acting on it. Yeah. Well, that's just being mindful. Totally. Yeah. You need to act on it to make it. You do need to act yeah, on it to have those outcomes. Those uh, outcomes which will, which will reduce your worry about money and finances. That's amazing, like how you explained, Henry, like what you are taking the the person who is taking your course or reading your book, like how they go from like your psychology mindset and understanding the uh, your patterns of spending and then creating a plan around it. And do you give them like a practical ways to do the ways to like plan it, like a strategic planning for finances for a couple well, we, of years? We, yes, we, we start with strategy. So we build a strategy and build build a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we execute it. I love that. Wow. And how much time it will take if we take a course, like how much time it takes for someone to go through module one to the module 15? My course is 20 weeks long. So we spend, okay. a, a, we spend a week on, on each Mm-hmm. module and then we take a break after module six and module 12. I love that. So and so as you are doing the modules, you implement it, right? 
Yeah, well, we do the modules and then we, we, I do one-on-one calls with people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they have homework, there's exercises, there's forms that, that they need to do. Um, I'm actually building a mini course right now as mm-hmm. kind of a, 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 a really scaled down mm-hmm. DIY. Again, this is something that, that, that a brighter brains than mine have said, you know, you should do that because you're, you know, your course, your course is, uh, I don't think say that my course is expensive. I say it's costly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, exp- you know, something's expensive if you're not getting the, the, the value out of it. Something yes. is costly yes. means it costs a lot, but you're absolutely going to get the value out of it. So I'm trying to, so the book is, um, you know, you'll read it. The question is you won't have, s- whether you'll have somebody to actually shepherd you through the process. Mm-hmm. Of course, will be the next iterative step, but I still think it's not a total solution. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the total solution is is really to work one on one with me to mm-hmm. grab the bull by the reins, as they say. I love that, Henry. So, Henry, like you wrote this financial uh, finance intelligence, and then now you're writing a second book on business. Is that like a sequel to the first one? It's actually not a sequel, although I have been thinking about creating a, you know, mine's called FQ, which means financial intelligence, um, sort of like IQ is intelligence mm-hmm. and EQ is emotional yeah. intelligence. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't, I, I thought I invented the term, but then I found <laughs> it out in a while. So I said, you know what, I'm going to go with it anyway. Uh, I, I am it. thinking about, you know, can I... I do Q for entrepreneurs or FQ for do like a chicken soup for the soul and kind of brand the whole FQ Ooh. thing. Oh, but wow. before I do that, I'm, I want to write this business book, which is really more specifically directed at entrepreneurship. It's kind of my take on uh, kind of an entrepreneurial Bible from, from my point of view. So, I love that. And you were saying it's going to be released in fall. So hopefully this episode I will release during that time. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I would love to have the link so that people can buy the new book on business. That will be amazing, Henry. Yeah. When I get there, I'm, I'm, I'm putting little snippets of it out on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so when I write something, uh, um, if I think it's fully formed, uh, I've already put a few things out on LinkedIn. So. Wow. I love that. So, uh, Henry, like, I want to ask you this question. Like you have done so many things in your career since 30 years. Like, uh, like whenever I ask you any scenario, you will tell me, Oh, I had this business. I had that business. You had like so many different businesses, right, Henry? I did. Yeah. It's, it's so amazing. It's so cool. So what was the most challenging for you to write a book, starting a podcast, being a coach, being like screenwriter or like handling multi-dollar businesses? What's the most challenging? Um, I'd say the most challenging thing is uh, not something you mentioned, just being a good father and being a good husband. You oh, know? yes. Wow. That yes. to me is, I think of myself as a, as a, a darn good father, although I'm not the one to pass judgment. <laughs> you have to talk to my kids about it. Yes. <laughs> uh, I think as a husband, there's room for improvement. You know, mm-hmm. there's no, 
there's no learning manual for that. I mean, no, it's like a 30 years, <laughs> but, but it's, it's, it's trial and error with an emphasis on the error part. So yes, I love that you are, you're talking about this because it's so interesting. Like I and my husband, we both like we had businesses together. We have a really strong relationship, but I think we have like over the time it has improved because we have like tweak it and see the error and like really tweak it to make it more stronger and really, I feel like it's so important like to, as an entrepreneur, we always want to go, go, go and like do so many things. Our schedule is always ritually scheduled, right? And then uh, now I try to put some time, family time in there, like some time with my husband and uh, it's something which comes like last priority. But if you're mindful and like you're really doing that, it, it, it brings you that happiness. So I totally get there where you said, Henry, like... Um, mm-hmm. Because I struggle being like the I I write it every day. I visualize being an exceptional wife and a super engaged mom, and uh, I totally understand where you're coming from there. So uh, Henry, uh, I would like to know how do you show up every day, mentally, physically, to inspire well-being of yourself, of your team, and your family. Like especially when you have so many things going on, you have like so many businesses working on you have you are a father you are a husband like and then this covid thing going on when we are interviewing so how do you make sure like you are top of everything and you're showing up every day well um i'd say the most important thing is structure right mm-hmm. so my routine is um, I'm not a very good sleeper. So for instance, this morning I was up at 4.30 and um, I got up because I kind of had felt rested and had slept enough. I'm sort of a short mm-hmm. sleeper to begin with and started, uh, you know, just sort of doing stuff. The 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 last thing I look at before I go to bed uh, are the S&P futures. And the first thing I look at when I wake <laughs> up in the morning are the S&P futures. And then I have a routine that I do every day. I I check my weight. I'm a type two diabetic. So I check my blood sugar, you know, my fasting blood sugar. And then I sit down and I do what I call my market homework. I have a whole system where I I go and I look at charts and it only takes about 10 minutes. I've been doing it for years. Uh, When I look at charts, I look at um, weird things like the Baltic dry index and, and um, uh, the, um, uh, European markets and Asia markets and oil and gold. And I do all of that. And that kind of sets, that kind of gets all the mechanical stuff mm-hmm. out of the way so that my mind is sort of clear to say, okay, now I can do the stuff that I need to do. And then I have coaching calls throughout the day, sort of, sort of scattered about. And in between those times is when, you know, I may write, um, you know, I might be doing stuff uh, um, uh, in my blog or writing on my book or doing something creative. And I just go from there. I love that. So what is your best ways to get to the flow state of creativity? Um, for me, it's at the, I'm at the point now where it's just habit. Mm-hmm. So, but if you were, if you were, um, just starting anew and trying to figure out a flow, you could do worse than to build a structure. Now, a lot of people don't live structured life, Mm -hmm. uh, structured lives, and they don't really want to. Mm -hmm. They want everything to kind of be free form. You know, I work with a lot of people that are, uh, that run location independent businesses. Some that even, you know, they refer to themselves as digital 
um, nomads, and yes. and they <laughs> they thrive on having this. I don't want to say chaotic life, mm-hmm. but a life where an adventurous life. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that's a challenge for managing business under those circumstances. Mm-hmm. Business business needs to be systematized. You need to create SOPs. Needs to be scheduled. Um, there's a lot of maintenance work and things like that. Some might even call it drudgery. But ultimately, you want to be able to build a system that you could hand to someone else. Yes. And let them run it while you go sit on the beach and write the great American novel. I love that. Yes. It's all about system structures and framework, like to have that momentum so that you can, because as an entrepreneur, we are visionary, but it's so important. Like the day-to-day operation is all like automated, systemized so that you don't have to worry about that money coming in and the day-to-day operation getting done. And yeah, you, 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 Hit on the right point there, Henry. It's so important and so in, uh, like interesting that every new entrepreneur don't focus on that much on systems, but it's one of the things for you to even scale and you to multiply too. Right. One of the things you, that shouldn't be overlooked, and I find this sometimes with high achievers, uh, give yourself permission to have a bad day. Mm, yeah, the grace. So important. <laughs> Some some days you're just not going to have it. It's just mm-hmm. not going to be there. You'll be unfocused, whatever the case may be. And I know I know certain people who who really get you know thrown by that. Mm-hmm. Talk I about like mindfulness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I had that day yesterday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, now it can't be every day. No, but every once <laughs> in a but every once in a while, it's like. You're going to have an off day. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I keep one of the things that I do to start my trading day is I ask myself, um, I do a little five-question um, mini psychological profile that sets up mm-hmm. the day. Uh, mm-hmm. I got this from a, a friend of mine who's a master trader, and, uh, but also trained as a, as a psychiatrist uh, mm-hmm. before he got into the trading business. And the very first question is, what's my mood? Mm-hmm. Right, your mood at the beginning of the day sets the tone for everything. Totally. Uh, and I've had, I've been tracking this. I've been using this particular database, I think, since 2012, and it's now 2020. Wow. So over the past eight years, I have had 18 days, work days, where I said I was in a bad mood. Mm. Wow. Wow, that's that's amazing, Henry. And I always feel like it's what questions you ask yourself are so important. Sure. Because those moments when you need the most are those critical questions to really answer right away to change your state. And that was something interesting. And I I feel uh, like I follow a couple of uh, teachers too, like Anis Kavanaugh and Mel Robbins, and they also do the same thing. Like they really figure like when they get up, like check, okay, how is my mood? And if it is not good, then what are the things I should do right now to change my mood? <laughs> and well, I don't, I don't try to change it. I mean, when I when I do this little five questions, you know, I get I get one of three possible answers. I get a green light that says mm-hmm. it's good to trade. I get an amber light that says trade with caution, mm-hmm. and I get a red light that says no trade. And so, if I get something that says to me no trade, 
I don't trade. I don't oh, make important I don't make important decisions on yeah. a no I call I call it a no trade day. I don't really try to get myself out of the bad the bad mm. mood. I just accept the fact that I got yeah. up on the wrong side of the bed. Like I said, it doesn't happen often, right? 18 yes. times in whatever, 8 years wow. that I've kept track of. Uh, and when I do, I accept it and I know not to make important decisions or even minor decisions on a day where I'm not feeling it. I love that. I love that, Henry. And you have this experience. And for me, it's like right now, it's like when I get that, I have to be fully aware that I'm getting that. And I think it's a practice too, right? I'm sorry, say again? It's, it's like a practice too. Like you get yeah. better at it. Like like when to know, okay, to, right now is not the time to make the decision. Let it pass. Let's sit with this and like maybe come back tomorrow to it. And yeah, it, it's so amazing. Thank you for sharing that, Henry. And it's so important to know that have that grace. It's okay if you have certain bad days. You just need break. <laughs> yeah, you need a break. Awesome. Thank you so much, Henry, for such a great time together. Like this was our second interview, but I felt like this was as best as the first one. And hopefully you feel the same, Henry. Uh, So what are the projects you're working on and uh, where our listeners can reach out to you? Um, The best place to go is is www.henrydas, H-E-N-R-Y-D-A-A-S.com. You could also go to Henry D-A-S-S. I own both URLs because people misspell my name. Um, They'll both take you to the same place. That's my main page that has links for, you know, my business coaching. It has links uh, for uh, the um, financial intelligence. It also has links to my to my screenplays and my baseball card collection and like all the silly stuff that I do <laughs> as well as the important business stuff. So that's I the best place it. to start and it'll, and then just, you know, nosy your way around and you know, you'll, you'll learn stuff about me. Awesome. Thank you so much, Henry. I am looking forward to like connecting more with you and learning from you and like really, really looking forward for the books and the mini launches you're doing with your course of finances. I'm really looking forward to looking at those and uh, hope we stay in touch. And uh, this was amazing opportunity to interview you. Thank you, Henry, for being on my show. Thank you so much. So today we only had this much time. If you want to learn more from Henry, please do connect with him on social media. He's on LinkedIn and check out his website. I will be putting all of that in show notes. Talk to you all soon. Take care and show up with a strong financial confidence to succeed in life and in business. Take care. Talk to you all soon. I honor you for your energy and time to show up till the end and listening to this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please do take a minute to rate and review my show and share it with others who needs it the most. This would mean world to me. Remember your positive intentions, your presence and your positive energy is contagious to attract the positive result. Talk to you soon. Stay tuned until the next episode.